pull up a bar stool. We've got a good one today with my friend Andrew Foxwell, which means we're going to get nerdy on Facebook ad stuff. Today's primary topic will be on scaling and the challenges involved. So it's not just a matter of increase that budget and see what happens. All right, so this is going to be a good one. It's going to be vertical versus horizontal scaling. Why scaling matters, basics, fundamentals, everything you need to know. So sit back, relax, pop a bottle. Let's do it. Hey everybody, John here from JohnLimmer.com and John Limmer Digital on Facebook. Here with another edition of a social media pubcast where each week we invite you to the virtual pub and we get drunk this week on Facebook ads. Hey, Andrew Foxwell. Hey, how's everybody doing? How's everybody doing? You know, funny funny story. Uh, I think it was uh, someone had like a top 10 social media podcast or maybe it was a top 1000. I don't know. Anyway, but uh, I was listed somewhere in there, and they said, you know, for for the Facebook ad stuff, like which we those episodes are like once every four months. <laughs> so, so yay, thanks. That's someone who's a diehard loyal listener. Once every four months. Oh yeah, yeah. that's right. You got to wait for the good stuff, you know. So yeah. you can't, you know. Here, here's the thing, you know. Right now. The podcast uh, world is saturated. So let me just say, for those of you that are listeners, thank you. You have been dedicated. There's three of you that I met mm-hmm. at Social Media Marketing World. Super honored by you saying something. Well, hey, pretty cool. At, at my talk, I asked how many of you listen to the podcast, and I heard at least seven people clap and cheer. They might have been pretty loud, though. Just those seven people. Seven yeah, nice, nice, nice. We have a big following. It's huge. Yes. Um, well, welcome back, Andrew. This is the Pubcast. I'm sure you are uh, strapped with your water or some sort of very hard alcoholic drink. Yeah, got a glass of vodka. It's insane. About to get nuts here. So, uh, no, got the water. Feeling good. Wednesday morning here. And uh, so, no, we're, we're, we're doing solid. What do you have over there? Starbucks. I got myself uh, app ordered uh, <laughs> blonde cappuccino triple extra dry. Yes, <laughs> sure. There it is. So th- th- this this pubcast has evolved so much. Uh, those of you who remember when we were just kids uh, back when the first pubcast came out back in '97, and uh, you know we we were pulling beers out of the fridge and stuff. And seriously, people were getting drunk on the pubcast. That's why it was called the pubcast. Uh, now we are old with responsibilities, but um, anyway, good to have you back, man. Um, this is timed nicely in that. You know, so it is Pi Day. Happy Pi Day, uh, as we record this. Yeah, Happy Pi Day. Yeah, Happy Pi Day. Um, a, uh, yesterday we launched brand new training program, um, scaling Facebook ads for success. Anyone who's curious about that, go to johnlimmer.com slash scaling dash training. So Andrew's conducting a two-lesson training program, and uh, I'll be co-hosting. I'm going to spill my cappuccino. And um, so this is a topic that we hear lots about. We get lots of questions about it. 
people ask, you know, we're, we run a campaign, get great success for a couple of days, then it peters out. Or we try to raise the budget, spend, you know, $100 more, try to get more results. We don't expect one-to-one, but then we get horrible results. So we hear you. That's why we're doing the training. So give us a sense, Andrew, maybe uh, some inspiration behind why we're going with that topic, you know, why scaling matters, what we got. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think this is a thing that a lot of people have cared a lot about and and wanted to know more about, right? They it is a black box in the industry that a lot of people have felt for a long time has been something that there's always something somebody else is doing, okay? And unfortunately, a lot of the uh, advice around scaling in the industry comes from two places. It comes from uh, gurus. Uh, that are out there that are talking about this and saying, this is how you scale and you use these strategies and they work every time, right? Uh, And then there's the uh, Facebook advice, which is, I would say, hit or miss on scaling, right? Because it is such a personal thing to your account. So where this came out of was basically wanting to talk about all of the things that you can do common misconceptions, solutions for common situations, and advanced strategies. And so this isn't a prescriptive do this, then this, right? This isn't a you have to do this and you have to do these things to do it. There are fundamental and foundational pieces to scaling, but there are not necessarily things that are absolute must-dos because it's not an equation. It's not a you do this and it's going to promise that you will be better, right? But what we can promise coming out of the program is that we'll give you advice and you can implement and test it. And many of them are things that I have used and that I know other colleagues in the industry use to scale accounts very regularly. I myself have scaled uh, in the last, let's say, four years Scaling to me, meaning that you are increasing a budget by over 20 to 30% month over month. Uh, And so I have scaled probably north of 25 to 30 ad accounts. Um, And so it's something I'm very familiar with of how you do it and how you kind of can build that. So that's really where the training program has come out of. And to be clear for everybody listening, we're not, we're not going to make this into an infomercial about the training program. Say this is why you need it, and now to learn more. No, but we're going to we're going to talk no, a lot not a, that's right. <laughs> about the the kind of topics we'll be discussing uh, in that training program. Just condensing it here. Um, so you talk about fundamental, foundational. Mm-hmm. Um, expand on that a little bit. What fun, fundamental, yeah. foundational things you got to do? Definitely. So first of all, fundamentally. Right, you have to understand the difference between horizontal and vertical scaling. Okay, so vertical scaling is increasing your budget, and that's the only thing that you're doing. Okay, horizontal scaling is coming up with multiple audiences, multiple pitches, and multiple using multiple objectives to get in front of people as they start to understand who the hell you even are and why they should buy from you. If you think about the way that you travel through the internet, the old way that we used Facebook and how, and the old way we used to use Facebook ads, which was the one audience, 
to a remarket and it and it had to break even and you had two different components right that model doesn't work as much anymore so you've got to understand that what we're talking about is horizontal scaling foundationally in relation to horizontal scaling some of the biggest parts are creative what creative and what pitch do you have that is something that is going to go out and try to help people understand the multitude of value propositions that you have uh, so that you can actually go through and bring people through the funnel in a way that they understand. So creative is a big part of it, right? That's a really big part of scaling. The second one is what audiences are you going to build? What are the ways that you're going to use the training that you learned from John on audiences of all of the custom audiences that are available to build for scale. And we're not only going to talk about which ones, we're going to talk about which ones are the best performing at scale, generally speaking. So it's the creative, it's the audiences, and then it's the, in relation to both of those things, the structure. So what are you structuring? How are you actually building this so that not only it's something that's sustainable from a structural standpoint, but that it actually is going to last and it's going to be understandable. <laughs> One of the things that's very common, I'm guilty of this, is that I build and then I don't necessarily use structure and I will get really confused very quickly. Hmm. So making sure that the structure and the way you're naming stuff makes sense. Uh, and then the final part is understanding the reporting side of it, right? Those are the foundational pieces of reporting. Well, how, what are you looking at? <clears throat> How do you know that this is the right thing? How do you know that people are responding to this well? So we're going to talk about um, about kind of knowing how to look at different metrics and the relevant score, the you know click through rate, looking at what people are reacting to, the cost per website click over a certain period of time or cost per link click, and watching those things as they move and watching to see how people are moving along with that. Um. And I, I want to go back to something, but first, uh, you're just talking about cost per link click. Do you, do you care more about cost per link click or cost per landing page view? I mean, it, again, it totally depends. More recently, I have definitely cared more about the landing page view yeah. um, because that's a more genuine metric. For me, I'm basically trying to see, like, as I bring people through, as I bring prospecting traffic, brand new traffic through, are they more expensive or less expensive, generally speaking? Am I paying more to get these new people in to click on something in the second part of the funnel uh, or in the middle of the funnel than I was before? Right. Okay. So, and I know this, this may be um, a little over the heads of some people as we talk about horizontal scaling because it is not traditional. So, just I just want to backtrack for a minute and provide – look for specific examples okay what does a the typical vertical scaling uh structure look like what does the what's an example of vertical scaling what's an example of horizontal scaling and then we can move forward yeah definitely so an example of vertical scaling generally speaking in terms of structural and is and the and that strategy as they relate to one another is generally speaking you'll have a one percent lookalike audience of let's say your purchasers okay or a 30-day period or whatever 
Um, and it's a prospecting ad that uh, is usually a link post ad or a photo post ad um, that drives people to a location. And then you have something like a 30-day dynamic product ad remarketing. Okay, And so the idea is with vertical scaling is that you increase the budget on those ad sets, both of the prospecting and the remarketing incrementally over a certain period of time. Okay. Um, and you're putting all of your metaphorical eggs in one basket hmm. versus in a horizontal scaling. What you will have is you will have both of those components most, most likely um, but you are also trying different uh, audiences. So structurally, you'll have something like uh, a 1% lookalike of those purchasers. You may have a 5% lookalike of purchasers or ads to cart. You may have a selection of interests that you're targeting. Uh, and you may have a selection of uh, behaviorals that you're targeting, each with, let's say, their own or you know, different but similar types of pitches uh, within the ad itself. So if you have an ad that's targeting uh, fans of Tim Ferriss, you're going to mention Tim Ferriss in the ad itself. Okay. Mm -hmm. So then in, re then in the middle of the funnel, you'd have something like uh, using the engager audience or a 14 day or 30 day, you know, engagement custom audience, you would have a different pitch there. You'd have potentially a, some page post engagement ads in the middle of the funnel. You'd have a video view ad in the middle of the funnel. And then at the end of the funnel, you'd have, or the bottom, you'd have something where you're remarketing using dynamic product ads, but not just in a 30 day window. You'd have a 30 day window. You'd have a seven day and the ad copy would be different. You'd have a 30-day remarketing to generally to that audience. And then you'd have a loyalty audience. So you'd have people that have previously purchased from you. So you can see that it's essentially creating more hooks, more offers, more messages to a larger selection of the audience. Now, this isn't to say that if you increase the budget in vertical scaling, that that's going to fail. Sometimes that works. Sometimes there's room for that to scale. The issue that you run into is that you hit, as you increase that budget on, let's say, prospecting, you're hitting a wider selection of that audience, which is potentially less relevant to what you're trying to do based on the objective you've set and the if purchase or the you know pixel event that you're optimizing for at the ad set level. So as you increase, it's finding it harder to find people in your 1% lookalike that are purchasers that will purchase now within a seven-day click, one-day view window, right? Nice. So that's why vertical scaling and basically trying to get more people on base, um, or excuse me, horizontal scaling and getting more people on base is generally going to be a better value prop for you because you have multiple things running and there's a foundational aspect to it where there's more things you're trying and you're not just depending on one thing that you're raising the budget on. So with so again, with vertical scaling, you're talking about, okay, you get two different ad sets and you increase the budget. Mm -hmm. Or a limited amount of ad sets. Right. Horizontal scaling, are you still starting with all of those various steps? Or are you starting with one or two ad sets and then it's, when you expand, it's not a matter of increasing the budget, it's adding these other groups that you're going after? I think initially, you when you when if you've not done Facebook ads before, a lot of what you're going to do is going to be looking at that particular model 
of vertical scaling. It's going to be similar to that, right? You're going to have have kind of a, a more simplistic way because you don't have a ton of budget and that's totally okay. The question then becomes, as you start to see success with it, right? Lookalike audiences, a very common thing with scaling is I have a lookalike audience, been doing great and then it died yeah. or I increased it and it died. So the question becomes then is, as you, let's say that's doing well. Let's say you're increasing that budget. Great, fantastic. You're increasing it by a 10% thing every 72 hours. So very slowly to do that, right? What else as you scale, can you take from the horizontal scaling camp? Can you introduce a middle of the funnel? Can you introduce other prospecting traffic that has a different pitch to bring people in? Can you try to get them maybe to sign up for your email, right? Uh, instead in that middle of a funnel. So that's kind of the, the thinking that we're, we're trying to walk to. So it's not that they're, they're not bad, right? It's not like one or the other is evil. Uh, it's that there are different strategies and that's where you've seen more success. It's in the, is in the horizontal versus just depending on one thing. So what are some common mistakes when it comes to scaling? I think a common mistake is trying to understand that you can, you only have one pitch uh, and you only have one thing that you're talking about. Um, And that's hard because it only is going to be talking to people in one way. Right. Uh, And so that's a common mistake in my opinion. I'm not saying that it can't work. There are uh, products that are out there in the e-commerce world. Um, that it works well with, right? It's offering one thing and uh, it's a 15% off offer and their product has mass market appeal and it works well. Uh, so that can can work. But I think it's a common mistake that one pitch or one thing, one, one thing you're saying with generally the same copy and sometimes even the same ad is going to be something that works at scale. As you scale, people are going to want to know more, right? So that's a big one. Another common mistake definitely is not having enough creative. Um, You just, you can't, you have to be able to, to build out more imagery. You have to be able to build out uh, more, you know, some video. You've got to have more there, right? (laughs) That, that you have kind of in your stable to use because as you increase budget, it's going to, uh, be running out and be tested and be, you'll understand faster what it, if it's working or not. So having the creative is is another common mistake that I see. Um, Another technical common mistake that I see is uh, people not raising their budget threshold uh, with under billing properly. Um, So that's very common that people will start to scale and then they'll get to that 750 a day uh, and then it cuts it off. So it'll spend 750 by 11 a.m. And you're like, why are my ads stopping running? And you have to get in touch with Facebook to raise that budget threshold. So that's another one that can hinder growth. Uh, that's just a little technical one. But I think those are some of the the, the common mistakes that, that we'll see. And I think, you know, there, there, I could keep going on this. I mean, other common mistakes that, that I'll see is depending only on uh, the purchase objective or depending only on the conversion campaign. That's another big one. Um, it's not, you can't just depend on one thing because you have to remember that the purchase objective 
or the conversion objective, right? And the purchase event, that's a very small group of people mm. that are within Facebook that actually buy. So if, you know, you, you have to widen that to some degree um, and you have to kind of bring in other pixel events and other objectives um, to, especially as you're starting out, definitely to try to just get people interacting and chatting with you and watching videos. Um, and so integrating other objectives, I think is really important. Yeah, just a reminder for everybody, whether we're talking about scaling or just finding success, period, um, it, it gets complicated because there's so many factors that impact whether or not you can, you get either, um, kind of low scale success or you raise the budget and you continue to have success. I, I, an example would be, and, I, and not to pick on this person who posted in PHC elite, uh, cause if we get this all the time, they're like, you know, what kind of results are people seeing with their email lists and their website custom audience remarketing? Cause I'm not getting good results at all. He said, and well, it's one of those things you got to step back and think about it. Why would the people on my email list and the people visiting my website, the people supposedly most loyal, why would this ad not work? Uh, It's got to be one of two things, pretty much, right? Either the audiences you created in both cases are very low quality, so like clickbait for the website custom audiences. Uh, promising things you didn't follow through on for the email custom audiences. You bought an email list, you're scraping email addresses, all that kind of stuff. Or they're high quality, but you're creating a crappy offer of some kind. There's some middle ground, but not a lot. Um, so, so that's a big part of it. So it, like the thing is, you could even have good short-term success on a low budget um, if those things aren't great because Facebook can optimize really well and um, zero in on, on the people most likely to convert and then raising the budget, Facebook's like, ah, dude, that, I got those five people that you could get and that's about all we can do here. Um, so just, I mean, just everybody's got to keep in mind there's just, there's so many factors that impact this, um, but the main thing is that you're properly equipped uh to create a good foundation, a good structure for making scaling work for you. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I I totally agree with you. And I will say again, um, being totally frank, like I, one of the things I like about Facebook is that I get an answer if something's working very quickly. So, um, you know, I've had plenty of times more often than not to be frank, where the ad that I've set up is just not a good pitch. It's like a bad idea, right? It doesn't make sense um, because I frankly haven't done enough. And this- We get lazy, man. We get lazy. Yeah, I mean, right? Like haven't done enough to understand what the customer wants, what they're looking for, what would they be open to hearing about, right? So so that's that's- something that I think is always going to require work. Um, and that's a good thing because it get, gets us more familiar and more intimate with understanding, you know, that's what this client needs. And this is the way that we need to make a pitch. Um, and it, uh, an example of this recently. Okay. So like an example, like the last seven days. Okay. So one of our clients, they sell organic baby clothing, handmade, very high price point. Okay. 
for many time for a long time we've been seeing a pretty decent ROAS, uh, about two and a half X, and uh, it's been doing pretty decent. Uh, but the and the pitch has been, hey, we do this with organic clothing. It's handmade. Check it out, right? We now have changed the top of the funnel to being more seasonal and more timely, uh, talking about the seasons and everything else. And in the middle of the funnel, we are using inspirational quotes that are like slow, like slow down, like stuff that feels more native to what they would be seeing about taking time with your kid, like being a, you know, being a great parent, being with them, protect them, uh, get them clothing that's, you know, uh, handmade, et cetera. And this is working fantastic. Like the costs of engagement and the costs of conversion are like way down. Like I had an ad yesterday, it was seven times return on ad spend. So it's, uh, it's like the light bulb, right? And, and, and I think that's an important thing of scaling, right? Of, of that I, I have been scaling these guys and they've been doing decent, but I haven't had the pitch down and I haven't tested enough pitches, frankly. So um, that's one thing that I just, you know, being transparent about it, that it's, it's always kind of testing on that. And then there's a whole host of technical stuff too with scaling, that uh, that you can do that kind of helps you out but that's generally uh what you you know one of the things is thinking first about that pitch give me an example of something i feel like i screw up all the time and i never learn but it, there's still that line like at what point do we scale this <clears throat> so every once in a while and this is particularly when it comes to getting leads getting opt-ins for my webinar um, I'll launch a new campaign, new with new ad sets where you know it's pretty warm audiences. So it's difficult to scale that in the first place without like creating a whole new ad set and doing look likes on top of it. But I'll get just insanely cheap leads. Um, so so registrations for the webinar, like you know forty cents, thirty cents, stuff like that. And then I get greedy. I get greedy and I increase the budget. And then it's within a couple of weeks, all of a sudden it goes from 40 cents to $1.50 to more. And I, I need to just let it be and, and let it stand, especially with something like a, a small warm audience where I can't really scale that anyway. I mean, what, what's your thoughts on that? How, how do you approach something like that? Um, and I mean, talk some sense into me. I mean, look, here's the thing, okay? Those people that are at that, let me just start over. The people that are in a low, low funnel audience, all right, they are not any different than if you have a large audience. Think about these things as circles within each other. The first circle, the total big circle, is the entire audience size on Facebook, Okay, that's all of Facebook. If you think about different objectives within Facebook, they reach different percentages of that audience. Page post engagement reaches more of that audience. Conversions and purchases reaches a very small segment of that audience. It's probably five to 10% of all of Facebook. Okay, so as you take that that mentality and you look at what you're talking about and that low funnel 
there are always going to be a set of people that are akin thinking, think about this like that top 25% website custom audience. All right. Those are better people because they've spent more time, right? So there's subsets within that. So as you increase the budget on it, it has to find people that are just less relevant. Yeah. That's, and yeah. so it's, the cost is always going to go up. So the question is how do you, I, one of the things I hate that people do on podcasts and I'm going to do right now. So the question, Andrew, then is how do I <laughs> keep my costs low when scaling and I want to increase the budget? What, what's the answer? The answer is you get more prospecting traffic. You funnel more people into that. Right. So instead of raising the budget on those audiences, uh, create something separate that brings people to increase the size of those audiences. Right. So, the, so if, if you were a consulting client of mine, the first question I would ask is between never heard of you and want them to do something, want them to register or buy, what do you, what's in there? So let's talk about what's, let's talk about, for example, a, a tactical example of 180 day website custom audience minus a 30 day. What, what's happening there? Are you doing anything? You got anything hap happening? Like, okay. right. And so what, not only what's at the top that you can bring more people in, but then what's in the middle? What are people that are, have they engaged with you on Facebook? Have they watched a video? Like, what are other things that you can add into this funnel that are going to make that number at the bottom bigger um, to have a more qualified audience there? So you can, of course, increasing the bottom funnel, increasing that website custom audience budget is okay. And that's going to be okay to a certain point, right? That's always going to be fine because to a certain point, there's going to be those. But then lead costs are going to rise because Facebook's like, all right, look, got to take these people that are less relevant over time. It's not working as well. The relevance yeah. score is declining. The CTR is declining. So you have to have something coming in. You have to have more qualified people coming in. And that only comes from experimentation on audiences and your pitch. That's yeah, true. I mean, even when you talk about um, these website custom audiences and engagement audiences that are on rolling short duration windows, like, oh, well, it should always be fresh. You know, the whole evergreen concept. It, Yes and no. So if you're if you're running um, these lead ad campaigns, well, it is fresh, by the way. But if you're running these lead ad campaigns or conversion campaigns, you're still pulling out the people who are currently in that window. Uh, once they register, you're not going to target them again. So then you're only be targeting those people who keep coming back to your website, you know, during that rolling window, and you know, every time, you know, maybe there are people likely to convert. And they do convert, and then every time they convert, one there's one fewer person in one fewer person in that pool of people likely to convert. So even if it's a rolling window, um, unless you've got something feeding that, bringing in new people into that funnel, it's going to uh, start working less and less well. What's, what's the word I'm looking for? Yeah, yeah. Effectively, and, and look, effectively. Look, think about, think too, totally, right? And think about the uh, one concept too on that bringing new people in is think about the diversification of content that you're showing them. So like, for example, if you're prospecting, right? And you're saying, I want to send people for landing page view. Landing page view is a great objective. Using that for traffic is fantastic. However, landing page view is new. Okay, so it's newer, like in the last six months. Think, 
all of the, I should write a book called signals because that's what you're talking about in relation to Facebook advertising, which is what are the signals I'm giving to Facebook? I'm trying to find people that are going to be within my custom audience that are a landing page view within my prospecting traffic. All right. So that's probably, let's say, I don't know, 30 to 40% of that audience is a landing page view audience, right? Facebook is getting more data on who landing page view looks like, which is why they have transferred a lot of traffic from link click to landing page view optimization. But the question then becomes, maybe there isn't a lot of people that's still leaving, let's say 60 to 70% of the audience out of that equation. So what about launching a video ad at that top funnel? What about launching... Right. You know what I'm saying? What about launching a page posted engagement ad? And so you have to think about the diversification of content. Some people may react to an article more than they react to a picture of a product saying, buy me now. Right. Right. So you've got to test that. It takes more time. It takes more budget. It's it's more effort. (laughs) But even if you're a small advertiser, what are things that you can do um, in a small way to try multiple objectives to send people into that funnel? You could be surprised at what you might find. I'm a huge believer in the video ad for top of the funnel, and here's why. So the typical top of the funnel ad uses a link ad, and you say, okay, I want to get people to click this link, and anyone who does will fall onto this next step of the funnel. Well, especially for a cold audience, that's difficult to do. So you're gonna exclude those people who already clicked on a link, in that, you know, from, from that uh, ad, that campaign, whatever. Um, but for a cold audience, that cost is going to be, you know, uh, c- depending on the industry and everything else, it could be 30 cents, 50 cents, even more per link click or landing page view. Most of the people aren't going to click it. They're going to keep seeing it, which means negative feedback is going to go up, which means your costs are going to go up in that top of the funnel. If you use a video ad instead you can exclude the people who watch that video. We'll just say, just to keep it simple, for three seconds. So you got the autoplay people. Um, and then target those who watched it, we'll say 10, 10 seconds or 25%, whatever it is, in that next step. So by using a video ad, you can keep that first step much fresher, cut all those people out who already watched it for a short period of time, so that frequency doesn't get out of hand. So it could be you know, a nice little video, but you can also use slideshows. And this is actually what I'm doing with my baseball project is, um, no one really cares, but I'm, I'm combining uh, these various images to create a slideshow video, and anyone who already watched it no longer sees it again, and the costs have remained steady, even, even targeting a, a, a cold audience. Um, way, uh, maintains a, a good cost way better than a typical link ad. So, um, yeah, not, not to kind of intrude on that, the, the video I think is really, really good concept for that top of the funnel. Yeah, I, and I, look, I'll just say caveat onto that is um, I think video works better in informational marketing uh, type of situations. Right. So, as opposed to e-commerce, right? Trying to sell that's correct. E-commerce selling a product, video can work, um, but it is harder to get that to work in some cases. So it's something to always test, but it, but it, it can be more difficult to get people um, taking action. Uh, well, but however, if you have a short boomerang or something, right, that's of a product that's like, 
that's quick and it loops like that's where you can you can start to see results but the hard part about video in top of the funnel i think is um, it's not getting them to a place it's just getting them to watch it so you have to make sure that you're really fueling that more um, and qualifying them as you said with you know looking at 15 second views or 30 second views like you're knowing that they're a little bit more quality but it did be clear though too i mean we are top of the funnel so we're trying to expose them to this totally. product, let them know about it because if they watch that video, they're going to see the next ad, next ad that probably won't be a video. Trying to get them to click and get you know get them to buy the product or whatever it is in that next step of, of the funnel. So, um, I, th- I do think it can work for again top of the funnel ex- engagement awareness even for uh, product e commerce. But again, this isn't for your goal here isn't to sell that product at that point. It's to to get people aware of what it's get all them about. familiar yeah yeah and i i just it's uh it's interesting it's it's a video link posts are something that works better generally speaking along those lines right so yeah um so that then just video itself so again all experimentation but i think it's it's an interesting topic for sure i know we've already talked for a while i don't know how much time you have but the one thing i was hoping to at least touch on was mm-hmm. face, Facebook's recommendation on scaling. And, and, and this is something I don't think everyone has, by the way. I did a one-on-one with somebody last week, and they didn't have these bid strategies of lowest cost. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, lowest cost and target cost. But um, we can spend, you know, whatever, whatever time you got here, five minutes or so. I mean, your, your thoughts, because I'm going to write a blog post on this, by the way, uh, mm-hmm. today. Lowest cost, target cost, bid strategies that Facebook has built into certain objectives uh, within the ad set. Yeah. So lowest cost is essentially entering you into the auction to say to Facebook, Hey, I'm looking for, um, you know, the lowest cost. I'm looking to, to just that's, convert this. That's the, the default. Cost. That's the default, by that's the way. That's the default. Yeah. And, and in, within that you can say, um, you know, I'm looking for lowest cost within a certain window. So a seven day, one day, and, and people have different options within that as well. Um, there is also one that if you go into the official advice from Facebook, it's called target cost. And what target cost bidding is, it, target cost is saying, as I scale, maintain this price mm-hmm. uh, on this particular action. The issue with target cost is that for some reason within the Facebook ad algorithm, uh, I'll just say before I go into this further, the intention of target cost is good. It's a great idea. It makes it makes sense. It's like, yeah, I, I want to maintain my cost, right? The issue is that it actually, no matter what you set that target cost at, chokes your results significantly. And it will uh, make sure that you don't win auctions. And so it always will cut impressions, usually at least in half, if not by 75% or more. Um, and it will essentially show your ad less. It will do what it says. So if you have a ton of data, let's say you're running an ad set and that ad set is $500 a day, which is the only time I've seen this work of of where there's a significant spend on it. Mm -hmm. Um, And the audience is massive. So this was on a $500 a day. Uh, I think the audience was a wide audience, no, no targeting, huge audience. Uh, and, and I think I saw something recently from Facebook. They actually recommend like a seven million plus audience. Uh, yeah, for, this for one was like a this one was like a sixteen million or yeah. something. Um, and 
and it 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 did what it said. It basically showed a significant amount less impressions, but it did maintain the target cost, and there was CPA. Their CPA was within line. So I'm not saying that it doesn't work, but in for those of us that are in 90% of us that are within this uh, scaling kind of mentality and thinking about how you want to bid, I would avoid that target cost at all uh, all costs. Uh, because it just doesn't, it's going to, it's going to hurt you more than help you. Um, and so you're better off creating more ad sets using the default bidding, um, than you are trying to use target cost. Again, the intention of it is good. Uh, it just doesn't work. Okay. Well, I think that's all we've got time for today, Andrew. What do you think? You got anything else to add? No, I appreciate uh, you having me on the podcast and look forward to talking about scaling with a lot of uh, different people in the PHC and a lot of the people that have already bought the course and uh, hopefully you found this helpful. Yeah, and so for anybody in PHC Elite hearing about this, know that Power Hitters Club Elite members will get automatic access to the training program, so no need, no need to go out and buy it. Otherwise, everybody else, if you're not a member, you can sign up, go to johnlimmer.com slash scaling dash training. And this is going to occur on Tuesday and Thursday, March 27th and 29th at 3 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. All right? Got all that right. So where can people find you, Andrew? Oh, people can always find me at foxholdigital.com, at Andrew Foxhole on Twitter, Foxhole Digital on Facebook, uh, or, you know, really, Andrew at foxholdigital.com. So I look forward to chatting with you guys. Always fun, Andrew. Always fun, man. Thanks for stopping by. Until next time, everyone, do awesome things. We are out.